Hey folks, we're back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 69, part two. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 69. Randy Perez, our most popular recurring guest, is in the house. What's up, Randy? Pinch hitter. That's right. <laughs> it's just like, hey, somebody's not showing uh, up. James. You live around the corner. We're like, yeah, <laughs> what's going on, man? You're like, I'll be over what's at 20. <laughs> nice. Thank you for coming. Yeah, no problem. No problem. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm we had good. you over here at the house the other night for the, uh, the, the pay-per-view debacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a debacle, the, man. The stream you know? wasn't, wasn't happening. Uh, no, no. And it was verified that it was a nationwide fucking thing. Did, he get, right. did you get your money back? I don't it? know, man. I haven't had time to look into it. Yeah, but uh, to, I I'm sure it's going to be like a window of like, you can get your money back if you complain right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably so. Complain right now. Look, if anybody right. knows about that and you were trying to watch it in the same way that we were, which of course is how everybody watches TV these days. we got a little Chromecast or Roku or Apple TV or whatever the case may be. The thing is, is that you had two ways that you could watch it that way on Saturday night, which were through uh, the UFC site itself and make a purchase there, or you could do it through Sling. Now, Joel and I dog out of the Wii. Sling. Sling. Sling sucks, man. Sling has proven to be a time piece, and again, time and again, time to be a piece of shit. So they we got thought, a lot of they got a wait, lot of Sling angel is, capital. They got a lot of angel capital at the beginning. Yeah, that's and right. And they clearly didn't get there. They didn't go to Silicon Valley and hire Richard. What's his name? But but Sling is is the cable all, all, internet cable alternative kind of thing. It's like streaming live cable, right? Yeah, yes, but it's like yes. but it's basically it's like TNT, TBS. It's like those like. Particular channels, right? Here's Showtime's the thing. Here's involved the thing. in that the, as the, well. The short answer is yes to all of that, right? Uh, the other part is is that they made their deals, as I see it, when the Sling hardware they had the, they they had Sling TV. Oh, they had hardware, exactly. or I think it was called Slingshot before that, or something like that, and then it evolved into Sling. I could be wrong about they that. They had boxes, like but they PBR had these boxes, boxes. Yeah. and they made these contracts back then and then everything started evolving beyond the box because they started having smart TVs and then the smart TV evolved into the little devices that you buy which is like basically a dongle like the Chromecast or the Roku and just plug it into your HDMI and it's got a built-in Wi-Fi thing that you know links up with your network in your house and that's how you watch TV and so the problem is there's this all this cross-pollination like for instance on my phone right now Cox offers this thing called Contour which you're supposed to be able to watch streaming of all these different channels all the ones that are the same ones that are on Sling, right? Mm-hmm. So Cox offers it, but then the thing is, like, they get this crossover where they don't have the Chromecast application built in to the Contour software. So you can only watch it on your phone. There's all these different iterations that don't make any fucking sense. And can I just say something to radical, radical terrorists? Right Andy, now? Andy's going to get really mad. Cousin Andy's going to get really get mad, mad he's gonna think when he hears this. He's going to be like, "But I'm just describing it." Cox? I'm I'm describing it from the consumer end and not from the programmer's end. You know, I mean that's right. that's the way that people look at it. And there were two ways that you could watch the game, watch the fight the other night, and that was a UFC purchase or on Sling. Sling, we we tried to watch NBA Finals a year ago, and then again a year we later, had people over, 
and we had people over. We barbecued. We had food and water. And we thought and we, we thought <laughs> a year a, in, and lots of water. I mean, what's a year in the world of technology and streaming? That's a what? lot. That's you know whatever. That's eighty-five in dog years. But you my know point what I mean? is this: it's like, it should be. Yeah, the, but there's the, certain things that don't speed up. Again, but, we we talked about at one point we we dogged out uh, Netflix. You know, Netflix. Well, because I mean, well, first of all, Netflix doesn't have shit on it except for uh, you know whatever uh, programming that they purchased or whatever. But the fact is, is like you can't search it. It's like you got all these. You have all these. Yeah, I know. It's so like, weird. Layers of like. It's so weird. Stop suggesting shit to me and let me find well, something. Well, it's on also my they home. suggest the same shit. So it's like right. new releases, and you're like looking at something that you know has been on Netflix for like six right. years, and then you go to the next one. Suggestions for you. It's the same fucking list. It's like yeah, yeah, I know. you know what's know. hot, and it's like the same and fucking yet list. I, and, and yet like, I went and I went to Deadspin and saw all the shit that I should be watching on Netflix. Like they have an article every week that says, "Here's the shit you should be watching yeah. on Netflix." Yeah, you can't. So you go to Deadspin to find out that information. To find out that information. Exactly. And not on the thing. The other thing, too, is that they don't cut they don't cut previews and put them out to the world. Like on the HBO Go app, yeah. if you want on HBO Go, as soon as like a new show is about to drop, like four weeks before, like last week, in a coordinated effort across social media, on as the programs were coming out on Sunday night, the new Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm has a trailer. Trailer, trailer came out, and on every platform that they have, you can't avoid it. It's out there in the world, yeah, so you know it exists. Netflix doesn't do that at all. No, like they don't. You you turn on Netflix, and then there's a new show that you didn't even know about, <laughs> and you look at it, and you're like, you're like, wait, there's a new show. Is that one movie? And you're like, wow, it's a 28 episode <laughs> series. And and you've heard nothing. It's four seasons. Nothing too. about it's four it. seasons. They just dropped four seasons. Four seasons of something. Well, it's, it's even a movie. Oh, the new like Michael half, Rappaport comedy. Anyway, half half of the uh, the movies you haven't heard of, like you like look through it and you're like, it's like going to like the shit aisle at Blockbuster. You're just like, who the fuck? Like Gary yeah, Busey okay. has another fucking but every movie. Day, like there's a Jesus, and it's and like that, it does, that Jessica Williams movie on Netflix from Comedy Central from The Daily Show is killer. Because she's charming as fuck. Look, they do put out good stuff, but so does Amazon now. Also. Well, they, like, they have trailers, so you could have, yeah, you yeah, click yeah. on Amazon. something. You're like, I don't know what this is. Instead of having to watch the first five. Did minutes you see of Comrade it. Detective? <laughs> no. You see that one? I have to Look, say, you got to see Comrade Detective. I have to Anybody shout out to there? our jihadists, man. I have to shout out to our jihadist listeners, our radical jihadists. Okay, who have evil in their heart. Yes. I just want to say this. This is why Western civilization <laughs> is better than yours. <laughs> Because this is our problem. This is a problem. All right? I'm just saying, you think you got issues? Come on. This is where we live. Like, I'm not even middle class, and, like, these are my problems. Like, streaming content. (laughs) You know what I mean? And complaining about lack of trailers. You get a radical jihadist in the room, and you're just like, look, just level with me, man. Level with me. And he's like, I I can't get Netflix in my country. (laughs) And you're like, and you I, don't and, even really want it anyway. And you know what? And that makes me say, fuck you. There it is. Okay? That's what it is. That's what I'm mad about. Yeah. So so uh, going back, we couldn't stream the, the, the shit. So we had to... It fucking I, sucked. I watched, I, I, watched, I watched the fight in... I want my money refle- back. I watched it in a reflection of a TV at in the a bar, jockey... In the bar, at the jockey's the pub. pub. Yeah. 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 At I mean, least they was, had it on. Yeah. yeah no, I found cool. a little spot in the corner and I was able to watch it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I stayed like, here after all y'all left, and it was like still playing on the. Computer. Oh, you watched? Look, it? we never really even finished the thought that we had. So last. I just watched it on. The we computer. didn't really finish our thought. 
about I see I didn't even finish the whole thing about at the jockey's pub that there was like a dude behind me because um, we were talking about the racial identity politics that were right. going on in the room mm -hmm. you know and it was like there were all these white guys man and like clearly they were like super for McGregor yeah. right but then all these other people that were in the room were just like yeah I mean Mayweather's gonna fucking win <laughs> of course he's gonna win one dude next to me was like, I'm a school teacher. I don't have time to be here for this nonsense. This is nonsense, okay? <laughs> he was just stridently like, there's no reason for me to watch this because Mayweather's going to beat the fuck out of this guy. That's <laughs> I what's going to happen. I would have been like, are you a Sunday That's school That's how I felt pretty much the whole But But here's the funny thing, too. There was this really, really stridently angry white guy that was standing behind me, man. Right? And so in the first three rounds... McGregor was like weirdly putting up a little bit better. This is where we left off and got off on a tangent in the last episode, in part. And and it was like he uh, he was putting up a little bit of a fight. And to his credit, he was using his length and his size to his advantage. He was. And he got in a couple of good shots, but they were nothing. He was leading right? with that right hand. He was like, leading with the right hand, and he was coming around with the left. Was his only thing yeah. that he had. And he clipped uh, Mayweather a couple of times. They knew in his corner, based on his stamina and the people who are boxing advisors, that he only had three rounds in him. Right. And that he had to yeah. get it done in those three rounds. But the way that Mayweather countered was in that Mike Tyson way, where he just started like bombing into Conor McGregor's body and taking away that length and any strength that he might have right. with the left hook. And, and just being generally evasive the way that he is. But it made for a little bit of a strange fight, and that emboldened the guy behind me. He was like, I told you! I told y'all, y'all! McGregor's gonna fuck him up! And he was like, he was, he was so angry. Aaron was standing behind the guy, and I just turned around and looked at him. And I was like, nah, it's just... I mean, it's the second round, man, you know? <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, it's going to kill him, oh, McGregor, all right? And he was all in it. So then in the third round, it was, <laughs> it was like tight, you know? It was much tighter. And, uh, and so I turned around to Aaron, and I, and I did this. I was like, ah, like that. And the guy was like, no way, man. McGregor beat down. It was a beat down. <laughs> and then in the fourth round, Floyd Mayweather obviously won the fourth round. So and then I turned around. I went, I went one to three, right? Next round. <laughs> two around. to three. Two to three. Yeah. Next round. Three to three. three. To three. And dude's like, <laughs> he's just fuming. You can see the steam coming off of his head, man. For crying out loud! Everybody, again, they bank their identity politics into sports figures, which is a really dumb thing to do, and uh, and it was there on full display. Uh, and and the funny thing is, like by the fifth round. There were there were two people who were definitely in the McGregor camp that were standing right next to me, and and they were both like they were like yeah man that's okay. <laughs> probably over by now you know what I mean because he's just getting pounded in the face right but the kid back there man was like no and it shifted over from confidence to just like uh, put downs right so it became about Mayweather beats his wife yeah. and all that shit right you know instead of just like boxing or whatever you know. Yeah. 
Max Kellerman has herpes on his face. I don't know. And then, of course, he just beat him, and then, like, everybody in the room was like, ah, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, we got some, we got a weather event happening right now. God, I know. Exactly. Did it, it, so is it supposed to pop back in a gulf? What's the deal? Because I haven't gotten very good. It was halfway over the gulf and shore this morning. It receded a bit further into the gulf this morning, but I think now it's kind of disorganized. Completely. Over uh, land, but it's still kind of it's still kind of hovering at this point. But it's supposed to be like super slow moving, huh? Yeah. They yeah, don't it's know. Been lingering. They haven't been able to really predict anything in terms of direction with the storm, other than that it was going to linger for a long time mm-hmm. and slowly drift over to the east. But they haven't been able to say like it's going to take off and go up to the east coast. Like you know, like it's still lingering over Houston right now. It is one of the biggest like lingering storms that I've ever encountered. Yeah. You know, Did, have they had any like finger pointing in it? Because I'm I'm completely out of the loop. I've been doing a bunch of other stuff, and I know yeah. that this thing's happening. But but like because well, like you know for us it was it was the storm surge which turned into levee breaks which was turned into finger pointing and and all that stuff. Is it just like just straight up? Are there pumps working, or is it like there's so much weird shit going on with it? Like, there's the obvious comparisons that are going on with New Orleans, and uh, people are like already saying like uh, got three times as much water. It's it's different as uh, uh, from what happened in New Orleans because uh, in New Orleans people were so unprepared for this and that, blah blah blah. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, uh, okay, let's just point to one radical difference between what happened between Katrina and New Orleans is that most people evacuated, Mm -hmm. which is what you're supposed to do. You know, I mean, what you saw was people who, for whatever reason, either couldn't get out or willfully didn't get out or for whatever reason well, stayed. It's a, well, it's also but a, most people left. Well, it's, it's also here's you got a city where nobody has left. Yeah. Right. At all. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a situation where I remember we were doing, I don't know if you were part of it. Not we're, at all, I want to no, say. No, I know. But, but we, yeah, but the mayor told people, don't worry about it, just stay put. I know, and that's what people are arguing about now. Well, like but, but a lot of people use that argument against New Orleans, and, and I was. Uh, involved in a in a how to evacuate video like yeah, back yeah. then um and we weren't finished it obviously <laughs> but uh because the, the storm before katrina basically everybody left it was a weird thing like everybody left it missed us it didn't exactly. even rain so no one left and so yeah. you got people that are like living check to check you got a lot of elderly people and when we when we did the next when when we were preparing for the next storm they created contraflow, which is basically where you flip all the interstates yeah, and right. all goes north because yeah, they have exactly. people stuck in traffic taking six to eight hours to get to Baton Rouge, which is only an hour and a half sure. at the most right. to get there, right. 24 hours to get to Houston. Jackson. That's right. Exactly. And so, uh, so a lot of people decided not to leave. But then also, like, you can't have a mandatory evacuation because all of a sudden you have to be like, we have to take the guy that's in all. We gotta dump all the hospitals. We you're exactly. you're a diabetic. Your house, you know. We have a lot of old elderly people that need to be taken care of. We need to take those people. Hey, we got 400,000 people. Hey, let's go to Memphis. <laughs> like you gotta be. Able I, to, I can. I can. You can't move that. Like, I, can, can, I can tell you this: that that they're gonna. There's gonna be a, some hell to pay politically, because um, there's undoubtedly hubris that influenced this and it has to do with uh comparisons by way of like being hubristic and and i'm uh, you know i'm just gonna say it about like you know we're texas this can't happen to us mm-hmm. there is this effect that people have there is uh, in their minds where they think that uh physics uh, don't respond to uh personal income and wealth 
or something like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is. They like, were all still pissed off politically in- about like the hurricane that hit New York. Mm-hmm. There's all yep. that shit that's going on, like Irene or whatever it was, or Isaac. Superstorm Sandy. Sandy. Superstorm Sandy. Sandy, right. Yeah. Uh, there was all that. There were like all those pussies, blah, blah, blah. But but here's the thing. Well, well, there's there is always that. But other things like New Orleans put it in their head that like, oh, that happens to poor people. Yeah, right. That's right. And it's and and the thing is like, it happens to all kind of people, as we saw like outside of Baton Rouge, like wealthy suburbs. I mean, it's a, it's an absurd line of thinking. Like, why would you? I mean, it's completely absurd. It's insane. You know, you live in some special place that's not going to flood. So so so. Uh, Beyond that, be, to what we had, we had a flood, what was it, two weeks ago or a week ago? Yeah, was uh, it? it was like two three, week, weeks, three ago. weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. And, and so then we found out that, that uh, everything that we thought we had, we thought we had the badass like, we had the, pumping system. The we best had, system in the world. And in Better the world. than Denmark. Better than Denmark. Let's just pump the shit out. Like, yeah. You know, it's, and then, I thought we were good to go the rest of my exists, life. Exists, yeah, no, exactly. That's what I thought. Well, well, well the, the thing about it is, is that we are... From the standpoint of a hurricane, right? So when you talk about storm surge coming in, we are we prepared the, for that, right? We're, we're prepared for a whole lot of things, but we're not prepared for like a super duper rainfall, apparently. Yeah. Because the sewage and water board, it's such a fucking mess. Like several years ago, I don't know, I don't know if I'm right, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong about this. We got to do a conversation with somebody who knows a little bit about what has happened. Uh, it was Alan Parks, as a matter of oh, fact, okay, yeah, yeah. about the history of what happened with the Sewage and Water Board. It used to be a department, apparently, under the mayor, which is what it should be again. But it was so rife with corruption that there was some court ruling, and the state came in, and they crowbarred it away from the mayor and said, it's got to be under a separate board entity. And that was supposed to like uh, insulate it from the corruption and the haphazardness of the planning and execution and the theft that was going on at the time and improve the situation and it only really made things worse. But at the end of the day, uh, the way that that board was set up, as I understand it, is that the mayor is at the top of that board. Yep. And that means that at the end of the day, Mitchell J. Landrieu is the guy that has to answer for anything that hasn't happened. And, And honestly, being here, there's only like three things that we really care about. We don't wanna drown, right? We don't want to get shot, and we want our kids to be educated, and they're all kind of connected, like of, sure. like survival. And it's like <laughs> you would think that it would be a great photo op for Mitch to be like, "Hey, it's it's day one of hurricane season. Just walk through all of the pumping stations full capacity." You know what I mean? Like, right, the kids, right, like right, right, you know, right. you see how like I've never seen so many sewage and waterboard trucks out the second day after that flood. Running, just drive like guys in suits driving around. Sure, sure. Up. Yeah, yeah. Every, it's like doing work. It's like it seems like, the, and and then he was saying that they left a bunch of money on the table, not just for that other thing we were talking about, but actually like there was they they couldn't they couldn't hire anybody. The fuck, like where is your where is where is the like create well, that system? Well, look, if the I money mean, is there. There's clear, clear. Three hundred people. That's that in a city this small. I know. 300 people is a lot. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of jobs. You're thinking anywhere yeah. between 35 and 50,000 maybe. I don't yeah. know what, what it yeah. costs. But a guy that's, you know, uh, struggling wouldn't mind that job. We have like $32 million coming in on infrastructure right now too. And like that's going to be something that has to be watched in terms of accountability. Like how does that money get well, spent? Well, you get the $2 billion you... that he got for the, for the streets. Well, well let, right. me just, let me just point exactly. out one thing right off the bat. And again, it's like how things get obscured in media and how things get reported without somehow 
having a filter that filters it down to the bare essential really most important things, right? So the most important thing above all other things is that the pumps have to have power to them <laughs> yeah. no matter what or else you get nothing, yeah. right? So right now the power that feeds them is this arcane system that's like roughly half and half power that comes from Entergy, right? Which is like, you know, regular the power that comes to your house. So they have some kind of arrangement where Entergy doesn't have powering the pumps uh, to the city of New Orleans. And I spoke to a woman that Tracy knows uh, recently because this is like right in her wheelhouse. It was a, she is an expert on exactly these issues and works on them all the time. And she was explaining to us about this like division of power that happens between actual, not power, political power, but actual power, electrical power. And so the other way is that they have these antiquated uh, generators that operate on like 25 hertz. And, and, and those things, uh, however many that they have, have to be serviced over and over and over again. And here, here's the question that's begged about the entire thing. Why are we getting power from a source that can lose power when we're in a flood yeah. so that half of our thing is that? Then the other thing is that most of those turbines and generators are located on Claiborne Avenue, which means that all of the conduit that services Jesus. all these pumps all over the city has to be run all that distance from down there to them. And in fact, the work that's going on on Desay yeah. right now by Moss yeah, Street, yeah, which yeah. is where Alan lives, lives yeah. is running conduit from those generators to the pumping station on Broad Street, right over here, or Gentilly. And all that right? construction clogs up the fucking catch basins. And it, and it basins. clogs up the catch basins, and et cetera, et cetera. But, but here's my point. In all of our glorious, super-duper hurricane flood protection uh, pumps, the generators are at the site. So if you go out to Lakeview, and I ride my bike out there all the time, right? If you're going down the street at the end of Marconi, when you cross Robert E. Lee Boulevard, you look to the left, hiked up in the air, like 15 feet into the air are like, I don't know, 12 really high power generators. And you know that they're there as, they're either the primary source or the backup source. Right. I don't know how much redundancy they have. Sure. But the point is, the power to power those pumps is at the site. And it's flood proof. Right. And why don't we have that for the pumps that we have for it, the it, rain? It goes back. That comes into the it, into the city it, it twelve go, years later. To me, to me, it goes back to it goes back to what I think. We, we, I think we. I don't we're know. on the anniversary, by the way. We're like yeah, right about yeah, the yeah, anniversary yeah. Eve tomorrow. But but I think it goes back to the whole thing <laughs> of we have these ludicrous problems, and nobody is like building like industry out of it. Like that's what that's that's, that's what industry comes from. Someone has a problem, you fix it, and they pay for your fix. You know what I mean? For like, sure. like well, to me, why? I mean, you know, as much money came in from either, you know BP from from Katrina that UNO is struggling. UNO should be a diamond. You know what I mean? I like if you invested in, in UNO and was like, hey, let's fix our water. No, problems. no. I'm sorry. Did, you're gonna say. Well, did you meet that dude Hank that was here the other night? What do you look like? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I, he's the guy that we walked with. Yeah. Okay, cool. Big guy. Yeah, big guy. He runs this thing called the Frontier Conference, mm -hmm. and it's all about monetizing industry that we already have here because of the issues that we have. So from water management to chemical to whatever. And he's got the same. He's just like you. He's like, what the hell? 
we should be. And I made a joke about it at one of these forums where I was like, we should be exporting our like, you know, pothole filling no exactly uh, industry to the world. <laughs> we I should mean, be the best at well, it. Well, I mean, the perfect <laughs> you know? example is to say they repaved to say not at cutting it up. So what right. happens now? It's a bunch of patchwork. Because right. they had to run conduit. They need a, a fucking like okay. database where they're like, yo. Uh, how about a master plan? A master fucking plan. It's well, like, well how is... about this? How about this? Like, like to your point, what? where do you really want to be as a politician? Like, you want to be able to do this. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let everybody know that in every place else in the world, that a 10-inch inundation of water would have caused at least at a minimum with the best pumps in other places in America and other places in the world, a four-foot rise in waters throughout the neighborhoods. However, every pump was operating at capacity in the city of New Orleans, and as promised, we told you that these are the best pumps in the world. We had half a foot of water in mid-city, and we pumped all of the water out successfully when we had a rain event that should, by rights, have flooded most of the city and of now pay us a lot of money to and export now, our technology. And now, as Houston is doing it, they can say like, oh, yo, they, they yo how did you do that? But nobody's going to do no, that. No, but now. they're going to do it in Houston, I guarantee you. Houston is all of a sudden going to be the, 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 the leader in That's the right. United States on That's how right. to deal with water management, period. And we've been like going back and forth to Denmark and back. And, they, and, and, and the thing, again, right. in your, in your right. district yeah. is, is because they, they, it came up again, is supposedly they got 100, over $100 million to do um, you know, water management uh, projects. And it was, the majority was supposed to be in Gentilly. There's that one, it used to be a, a, a convent on um, Mirabu, I think it is. And uh, they, they acquired the land or whatever. It's supposed to be a, a park, but also a rain garden and, and retention yeah. uh, facility or whatever. And uh, it came out that they didn't want to spend the money. But yeah. it doesn't sound like they even moved forward with it. But can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that, that they're going to try to oh, get there. But, but here's the thing. They're not going to succeed. And you know why they're not? Because, and, and Tracy laid this out for me as an, as an urban planner, and I know why. It's because these, the Republican policies of deregulation, Houston is a city that doesn't have zoning okay so these urban planning models that have been instituted all over the world and even here in new orleans and other places houston has flat out rejected it so every time somebody's like i want to pave a surface with an impervious substance that doesn't absorb water you can do it that is why houston looks like a gigantic turd of suburban sprawl. Well, like 30 minutes ago, Randy, you said, has there been any finger pointing yet? And that's the one thing that I've read. It is, is that nothing that was not but designed. That city was not designed for wa- to have any kind of water. No. And last year, somebody from Houston published this like exhaustive article about, and, and it was prescient, that they're like, why is Houston so thoroughly, completely unprepared for a water event when they are so incredibly... Uh, similar, it's so similar in terms of uh, its elevation and the plane that it rests on to New Orleans. And proximity to water. And proximity to water and all kinds of things. And they were like, we're fucking sitting ducks. They built their interstate system below grade. Imagine if the entire interstate system in New Orleans was <laughs> built at the same level of our underpasses. Yeah. That's exactly. what they did. So here's the thing. Them getting out of that problem that they have in Houston is 
going to take a sklabillion dollars. I don't know That's how right. many. A sklabillion. A sklabillion. <laughs> it's like it's so much money that it's never going. Even with the oil money and everything, you would basically have to do this: take a bulldozer and upend every single thing in Houston to to undo the problems that they have created for themselves. As people have been telling them for, for years ever. and years and years, people who know about drainage management and about urban planning have been telling them this, that they needed zoning and they need all this stuff, and they have ignored every single warning. They've just done it. And you <laughs> The Houston breath. Houston. So this, this kind of leads us to... expensive. Our good buddy Joel is actually running for city council. City district council, D. district D. So, what, what, what would, what, how do you feel about what can we do with district D? Because we I'm added actually, it. We added it because I'm platform. actually in district D, and I really care about this. Just gotta get the smartest people in the room. You gotta work with the universities. Yeah. Gotta work with businesses, urban planners. You can't. You have to consensus build. Look, one of the things that's that that I'm doing my politic thing with my finger now good, in front good, of Randy good. That's here cool. from pantomime. Cool. You're not a politician. Like no, but for no. real, like <laughs> politics in New Orleans is familial and it's uh, nepotistic and it's who you know and all incestuous. this stuff. It's incestuous. It's like, like John and Danny. It's like John and Dan. It's like John Snow and the Fire Dragon Lady. Um, it's like that. <laughs> John with his auntie. With his auntie. But, uh, Why are you getting it down with your auntie? <laughs> but look, if you're not, if you're not a, if you're not, if you're not a politician in this town, you might be able to consensus build with those types of entities. You know, I, Randy. I mean, yeah, I get people ask me questions all the time that I can't answer. Look, I'll answer a couple of them for you. Please right go now. for it. Okay. One is that um, so. You and I have talked about this, the renegade tree planting project, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now they have like they have organizations that like do that. That's what they do. They're like, hey, can we plant a tree here? And somebody's like, yeah, boom, they plant a tree. Yeah, right. And one of them is run by Soul. Yes, and so like what she right? Yeah, save our urban landscape, which is Susanna Bridges Burley lives right around the corner. Okay, from here, she heads up that organization. Now look, every tree soaks up like eight hundred gallons of water. A day and now, it also brings the temperature of the whole city down. It brings that's the temperature right. of the city down. All, there's all kind of benefits to it. Now look, that's not a be all end all, but it's a start, it's a part right? Of because the, thing. because yeah. the tree has to grow, <laughs> and it's like it's going to take 20 years, and then things are getting steadily worse over 20 years, whatever. But at least it's there, helping out. What's well, one of the, one of the things that has to happen anyway? And it's and also it, it one, one of those things. Anyway. It's like what's the low hanging fruit. Like, what can we do right now? Like, what can I do in an administration? That's the kind of thing you can well, do. Well, I would say so. one thing, like, right off the bat is also, like, let's get independent power supply at every one of our pumping stations. Right. Right? Yeah. That's, like, that's a little bit more expensive, but we do have money. Well, for I, think, I, think, I think it's also a thing of, like, we've been hearing about this water master plan, this Denmark thing, right? I'm so tired of hearing about Denmark. I got another one. No, but the thing is... I got is another that, one. I'm going like, to shock you. You, you look another at it one. and you're like, damn, they got like great ideas. But the question is, is if the idea is not to pump out... like, Because the Denmark is like, no, we don't pump out water. We live with water. You open up canals, those kind of things. Right. Use them as... as uh, no, that's not Denmark. It's uh, it's the Netherlands. Netherlands, Netherlands. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. The one with the dikes. Yes. yes. But I'm pumped. 
exactly. Good one. It's episode sixty nine, everybody. <laughs> no, but, but but the idea Call is, me. but you know, the idea is just to live with water as opposed to just like pumping it out and trying to dry us out. Um, but I don't see that happening. Like, I, like, because they they had a project that they were supposed to. Um, do for even Jefferson Parish. I just drove down West Esplanade, and it looks like they they're they're putting piping inside the canal and covering the canal in West Esplanade. So it's like that's going totally against what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. and and it seems like we're we're spending money, but it's like okay, we we did this and we got all these smart people to, to get their ideas together, and then and then we just completely. Well, well, we do it the way we've been doing it. A couple of things I want to say in terms of that right off the bat is that the Netherlands doesn't get hurricanes. Another thing, I looked this up recently. It was also we get two times as much or more rain a year just in general than those places do. Their big thing is that they have these storms that come in from the sea that whip up out of nowhere up there that can cause storm surge flooding. That's a little bit similar to a hurricane, but without necessarily the super brutal wind the super yeah. brutal rain, right. or like what we're viewing now, where it just like stalls out over you, blah, blah, blah. So first off, the physical conditions are different. Um, there's a lot of topography issues that are really similar, actually, like in terms of like where they lay and whatnot. But I'm gonna lay this one on you, okay? We all know that one of the reasons, and one of the main reasons, that the coast is evaporating, eroding as quickly as it is, is because all of these oil companies have uh, cut canals for the oil activity that goes off. Gotta pay a tax, bro. That goes on uh, offshore. They need okay, to fix it. And, and here's my thing: um, in 1984, uh, Royal Dutch Shell took over, uh, which is a which is Netherlands, England, uh, co-owned company, took over. Uh, the American, they didn't take over, but they have, an, they have a Shell United States or Shell North America operation that is based in Houston, Texas, that was running the sh Shell's operations here. And then when the oil thing went up in 84, uh, they took a more active role in managing it. That is controlled, ironically, by people who are uh, in the city of The Hague in the Netherlands. So. And one of the biggest operations that we have in Louisiana in terms of our oil operations is from Royal Dutch Shell. They may be the single biggest operator in the Gulf of Mexico. I don't know the exact statistics. I do know this. The two largest refineries that we have in the state of Louisiana service oil that is pumped out of the ground by Royal Dutch Shell. So they have steadily over the years, as we are a colonial state, to their colonial expansionist state. We're a post-colonial, we're a colony after colonialism. The, the Netherlands were colonizers. They went out into the world, did their colonizing, exploited resources, and came back, took the wealth with them back right. to those countries. It's no mistake that all these northern European countries that went out into the world and raped the world for all of their resources have these great things that sure. we all admire <laughs> in the world, right? Yeah. And Louisiana is this oil vassal state that has, and we've given away our political power and our and the resources that we had, the natural resources that we have in Louisiana, in order to harness that into some political will and power. Um, we've given it away because we think that there's some magnanimous benefit that we're going to get from these oil companies, which typically comes in the form of just jobs. 
you know, but we don't get the best jobs. No. The jobs where everybody makes Houston. the most money <laughs> and the most wealth that comes out of the ground in Louisiana goes to the fucking Netherlands, <laughs> yeah, for right. crying out loud. So my thought is the next time they send a delegation here, you know, and they're like, hey, you should do this and do this with your pumping, we just stop them and we put them in a boardroom and we say, that's nice and we agree with all of these plans and we think they're great, pay for it. And we ask them for the money. And that's it. <laughs> Netherlands Shell, is going to pay for the war. Royal Dutch Shell, by all by all accounts, is maybe the largest company on earth. Not kidding. Yeah. Like some people have it. The top three companies in the world like go back and forth, right? Royal Dutch Shell is in there. Four hundred and thirty some odd billion dollars in gross revenues right. a year. All right. What do we need to fix our problems in New Orleans in terms of drainage? Four hundred right some odd billion dollars. <laughs> we, I, I need about four hundred billion dollars. We need about nine billion. Yeah. You know, I'll and take it, it. But I mean, we need what ninety for the coast. We I need would, like two billion for the pay per view. Look, I'm I'm just saying, yeah. if if they know so much about drainage and they've taken all that, I mean, why the hell is why are the why is the Netherlands a rich country? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a tiny little European country. They were a colonial nation. They built their money off of wealth. They should pay it back at some point. And, and especially because they have these operations here. And we let all that lease money go when we give away these leases. We need to get some of that money back. That's where I think the pressure point should be. You should get the money from them. JJ for DD, dude. Netherlands, if you're listening right now, Amsterdam Philip. Amsterdam Philip, dude. We're you coming for you. <laughs> We're coming for your money. Can I say all something right? real quick? Because I wanted to shout out to Amsterdam Philip. I'm really disappointed in AP. Really? Can you guess why? 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 He hasn't fucking ordered a t-shirt yet. Ah. Amsterdam Phillip. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Adrian Peterson. No, (laughs) Amsterdam (laughs) Amsterdam (laughs) Phillip. Him too. I was like, oh, that was a clumsy ass fucking segue. That AP should also, that AP should also buy a T-shirt, and that will end up. I was like, why the hell does Adrian Peterson want to buy one of your T-shirts? He's not even in this district. Amsterdam Phillip. He's got to buy a T-shirt, bro. Come on, man. Just go yeah. on the website, votejoeljackson.com. If he buys one, we'll throw in an Egg Yolk Jubilee uh, EP. <laughs> Fucking Dude, right. totally. Dude. Amsterdam Philip, if you're listening right now, you got a three-tier <laughs> mission right here, or two. One, order a T-shirt. We're going to throw in a free Egg Yolk Jubilee CD. The other <laughs> thing is to get uh, the government of the Netherlands on board and uh, put pressure on Royal Dutch Shell in your home country. Uh, go to The Hague. Convince them that they need to pony up the money uh, to help us with our drainage issues here in Louisiana, and uh, we'll keep funneling our uh, oil money your way. And or and or and or uh, we'll get the political will together through Joel. That's right. And we're going to have New Orleans secede from Louisiana and join the Netherlands. And That's then, what I would and like then to we'll see. fix it. We'll fix That's all that stuff. That's what I would stuff, like to see. Right? Um, I'd actually so, prefer okay. that. And all I know it's pretty good, right? That's a pretty good. That's, one. I love that one. Like we could. Hit up the EU, get those passports. You know, Maybe anytime we fly to Europe, we can just coast through customs. I think that I think that we've got as much weed, if not more, as the entire city of Amsterdam already. So we fit right in. You don't think so? Like us three, or <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> I think per capita. I think we're pretty close. Per capita, we're yeah. pretty good. So speaking of AP, Adrian Peterson, segue. 
I, here's what I want to ask somebody around here. It's, I'm so not into the Raging Rondo signing that I'm more excited about the AP signing for the Saints than I am the Raging Rondo signing for the Pelicans. Uh, well, yeah, Adrian Peterson is a rushing leader. Rajon Rondo's never led in anything in the NBA. See the th- Has he? You know. Raging Rondo? Yeah. No, I mean, no, he had a great playoff series once against the Cavaliers. Petulant. Uh, he's, Which he he's, also had he's three, the palliest, he also the had three Hall of Famers on that team, too. He, read, he led in petulance. He, la- he led in carcinogenic locker room behavior. Oh yeah, it's like nice. As yeah. a Mavs fan, I'm still bitter about how it went with him. Yeah, I mean most fan bases are. I just like as far as AP goes. I mean, I dig it. I dig him. I think he's he's a good locker room guy, which is something that the Saints have been right. missing a lot. Like you need that guy that you're like, damn, I got here at six, and the dude was still here earlier than he was lifting right. weights, right, or whatever. Right. He's pushing a car down an airline highway, <laughs> whatever. Like something like he was pulling a car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the the thing about the one thing about Peyton, Sean Peyton, that is, um, is that he always gets. Some toy that I feel like they overuse. Oh, because so, of the toy. Well, the thing is, is, it's is like Christmas Day. Well, it's like coach. it's He's like Christmas Day coach. It's it's like Reggie Bush. Like they would give Reggie exactly. to Bush sometimes when it was like I, I forgot what it was. It was it was they had a uh, it was like the playoffs were on the line. I think it was like maybe the 2007 season. And it, and they, the Saints were that was uh, an early early Reggie was, Bush. It was early Reggie Bush. Yeah. And it was it was one of those Dog things where they were like much. they were they were winning. And we're, you know, all they needed to do is get a first down, and it was like double reverse to Reggie Bush. It was a pitch to Reggie Bush, <laughs> yeah, right. and he fumbled. Right. But I mean, it was like you just needed, like you didn't even need, you needed three yards, but you could have kicked a field goal and would have still been good. But he pitches it, Reggie Bush fumbles. Yeah, but on a third down, you're not going to kick the field goal. No, but, like, no, but they could have just, ha- they could have handed it off to Pierre point. Thomas or like. You know, Bell or somebody, and just it could have been two, two. It could have been a one-yard loss, and they would have still got but the Rand, field goal. Randy's point is that like we used to call him too cute, Sean. Bay. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to call it Christmas Day Coach because he takes his little toy and he's got to play with it. Yeah. Well, but I, I don't, I don't think that he's don't as think much that, really that way anymore. But you know what? You it, know? it was the same thing. Like I wasn't upset about losing Jimmy Graham. I mean, I thought he was a great guy. He was kind of cool to have on a team because it was cool to have another star. Too expensive though. For well, but besides all the expense and all that stuff, I felt like Breeze would try to squeeze balls in to him, like okay, shit's going down, I'm just going to throw it to Jimmy Graham, and it would end up being an interception. And yeah. I felt like he wouldn't do that when he was, like, throwing to Colston, sure. Henderson, Meacham. You know, these, ra- like, not that random, but they're, like... No, the Colts tight end that we just got. Or but, that, of course, that was also in years when he had a baby, you know, so, like... <laughs> Don't forget you know that, that, folks. Yeah, the baby exactly. Years. The baby years. It's like, we're, like, two years out from him having a vasectomy, so... So th- this you should have a stellar, season. stellar year this year. But, but, also, but also, like, I felt like we didn't... We're a team that's able to find a running back on a trash heap. Sure. Like, and certain teams like us, the Patriots, like the Patriots, there's a, there's a story every year where it was like, this guy's amazing. He was tarring his roof last weekend, exactly. and he got the call. Exactly. But, yeah, but, but, but the point it's is... It's funny how those miracle stories keep happening with the Patriots <laughs> over and over and over again well, with I regularity. Mean, but we, we've had those, those, those situations with like people like... Uh, yeah. In, uh, uh, Ivory with Pierre Thomas, with uh, Sneed, with uh, totally. um, who was the, the guy that Sneed kind of is 
2.0 of... Uh, 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 oh, you're talking about Joe Horn? No. no. Uh, and Lance Moore. Lance Moore. Yeah. Like, all of those guys were... I mean, because there's tons of talent. Yeah, but when I think of famous running backs, I usually think of the buffs more often, like... Well, not really buff, but like, you know. It's all the drafts. Yeah. It was, Think about yeah, it. Everyone at the. Number one pick on like Ricky Williams, Pitt, Reggie Bush. Well, it was I mean, Pittman. Because uh, Pierre. Pittman was a fourth rounder, I think. And, and Pittman was. Uh, Pierre was undrafted. P- and Pierre was undrafted, and yeah. Pittman didn't make the team. Right. And, and, and like, Pierre did. Ricky Williams and Reggie Bush both had better seasons after they left the But wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ricky had a pretty good season. Hold on a second now. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have not. All right. Name one dude on the Atlanta Falcons the entire time the Atlanta Falcons have been around. One running back that was like truly great on the Atlanta Falcons, even approaching. What's your fair to a, a, well, I, mean, I can name one. Well, Anderson, Jamar. Ward Dunn. Well, they, but yeah, I don't. I don't consider Ward him. Dunn. I would consider him great. He wasn't great. That's my point. But well, my point, well, my point Anderson, is this: we had Jamal we had, Anderson was great. We had we've had we've had some. Not great, but pretty good running we'll, backs we'll, throughout the year. The last have, but I just always think of the like number one Heisman Trophy pick who ended up being not bad, but not well, nearly that, as and high as the and expectations. That's, and, that's, and that's my Reggie, point. Ricky Williams, Reggie Bush, even Mark Ingram, not the expectations you get from a well, Heisman Well, and that's the winner. thing is we know. No, I mean, we, you can go we, back to George Rogers when he blew his nose yeah. out in cocaine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, but specifically I mean, in the Peyton era, I did. feel like they've had tremendous success. Bell... Um, yeah, Ingram, yeah. Cadet, um, uh, who else has been? Ivory. Uh, uh, Thomas. Like, all of those yeah. guys, they picked off the trash heap. Yeah. And those guys were not just serviceable, but they were good enough to trade to other teams for picks. For picks. Sure. And so, for me... Well, don't forget about Sproles. And, well, Sproles we picked up. But but Sproles, I feel like... Oh, Chris Sproles Ivory like, is, like, the, but, kind but, of the shining example. But I'm talking yeah. about guys that, like... it's it, like in, Even this season, you got the guy Edwards and um, Victor. Is it Victor Actor Edwards? And I'm, I'm like, the there's two guys. We those running backs and during training camp. They were but, really good at, like, identifying those guys. And, 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 and my point is, so why would you go... I understand Reggie Bull. It hypes up the fan base. It's a certain type of back. Sure. But moving up to get Ingram, as much as I like him Didn't and he's sense. a nice guy, it does make sense. Uh-uh. Well, that, so, was the, that was so was, to that me was, yeah. almost in this day and era. I mean, I understand sense. the Sproles thing because, like, once we lost Reggie, well, I guess we got uh, Sproles the same year we lost Reggie, or when we lost Pierre. I think it was. No, we still had Pierre. Well, look, I, I, I just got to say Ricky Williams because like, he was the like person who got me into college football growing up in Texas. Is Ricky Williams? I just felt like he got squandered at the Saints. He didn't get squandered. Well, he he didn't. He, he did all right, but wedding dress on Sports Illustrated, dude. There, there was, there was. I think that was that was not New Orleans squandering. It's, it's funny because decision. I knew a lot of cats. No, that were, you know what? Going back, I agree with you. Well, but because we had an idiot for a coach. Yeah, Dick could kind of fuck that up a bit. But Rick, Ricky Williams had social anxiety disorder, he and he did. had a team that was not supportive of no, that. Because absolutely, and that's not. some shit that I saw. That's why, like, once he went to Miami, he did great. Baltimore, he did really good. Yeah. Even yeah. like in old, like even after thirty, he had a good career. He's a he's a uh, yeah, still he's, photographer he, now. He smoked all that weed, really? like, and he, and yeah, he, he stayed shot limber. The Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, sweet. and he didn't take that beating, you know, and then he was he was good for. Yeah, exactly. Time. He didn't get the CTE because he right. didn't get enough. Reps. Right. He had six exactly. kids with five women instead of one. Uh, that yeah. Right. Exactly. Spread the well. But going back to, to to Adrian Peterson, like I don't, I didn't. I mean, it's cool that we got him, but I don't think he we 
I mean, maybe he'll be fucking lights out, but like, Dude, I feel I think like we got this running back by committee thing. That's kind of amazing. No, I think right it's going to be amazing. I just, you know, I mean, if if he's cheap and you know, it's he's coming to do his thing. It's like I'm I just sorry, worried. Kid Kamara is lights out. My point is, I think AP Kamara is lights out. My point is, AP will be better than Raging Rondo. I'm just saying it right now. Sure. I know it's two different sports, two different teams, but the similarities are there. An aging guy coming off an injury. Blah blah blah. Except one of them's always been a good locker room guy. The other one hasn't. Yeah. And the locker room's so much smaller in the NBA, man. You can really fuck a locker room up so much more in the NBA than you can in the NFL, I think. But just because there's only twelve dudes in there, mm-hmm. you know, and it just worries me. It but the funny like thing Ron, too is cousins might put a squash on that. Here's what I love about this line of thinking, though, Randy. Because Aaron's saying this, everyone's saying this. Since when has fucking Boogie goddamn Cousins been, like, a moral authority of anything? Yeah. He's been the biggest idiot in the league for his whole effing career. I disagree. And I every, think the Kings were just a shitty place. And everyone... Okay, he got squandered with the Kings. Fine. I mean, they're sitting... Did you, watch, did you watch him not play defense for 20 games like I did? I mean, I love me some Boogie Cousins. I have a shirt in my closet, and I wear it all the time. I got the Boogie Garage shirt. Yeah. But, dude, to try and sit here and say... That he's like a guy, a leader that can whip someone into shape. Come on, no, that's well, that's why you have Anthony Davis. Crack. Yeah, you smoking crack. I don't know that Anthony Davis is the guy that gets you there at that point either. Like yeah. they need a point guard general, somebody like that. Which is, I don't know. I think know. it'll strike for Davis. I mean, people said Dirk was weak forever, and then you know it, it took some time. But he, yeah, I think Davis the talent he's there, and he'll be able to figure out in the fact, leadership on the way. Anthony Davis, when I first saw him as a rookie, I thought. They were like, who's the comp for him? I was like, Dirk Nowitzki. Everyone thought I was crazy, but it's starting mm-hmm. to feel that way now. It just I, seems like it just seems like uh, those guys have to. I mean, they're, they're sitting around like we're sitting around. And they got to be like, yo, you're badass. And like, I'm badass. <laughs> it's like, fuck, come on. All we need is three more guys that's badass. Exactly. We can fuck these guys up. No, yeah. seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. Like, I mean, we do have the, I mean you have to we think have that way. We have the two best big men in the league, arguably. And they got to be but like, the thing yo, of, we got to fuck The thing guys. about it is, <laughs> like, that's, I, this, oh, is the, this is the one thing I can you, say I that I know for sure about basketball, all right, just from hanging around with you, is that the thing that we just talked about, about finding a fucking running back on the trash heap, yeah. doesn't happen in the NBA. Yeah. It just doesn't happen that way. Well, you don't find George somebody Trump. where it's like, it's like, oh, you know what we did? We spent our we we sent our special guy over to Russia, and we found that dude who broke his ankle three years ago, and he's badder ass than he's ever been. He went no, to the I mean, Ivan Drago school, people. and he learned how to fucking kill. But you also see, I disagree. Okay, we, have, we have got Jordan Crawford from this last year. Remember at the end yeah. of the season? I mean, you get lucky with people. Isaiah Thomas was the last pick in his draft. Is he still on? Yeah, yeah he was, was insane. Who, yeah. Who's that? Isaiah Thomas was the last pick in his draft, uh, the one with, when Curry went. I know, but that's so rare. And you no, say that rare, all the time. No, it's but it does happen. Yeah, I, I basketball know. it happens the least out of all the sports. I know, but he just rattled. All I'm saying it, is like you just rattle off like five examples in the last yeah. decade and a half that happened for the Saints. Yeah. Well, that's every, all I'm yeah, saying. Every it's single like, year, there's right. eight running backs that come off the trash heap that are productive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, they, they'll come from free agency. I know who who Willie Sneed was. You know, I mean, like that that boggles my mind since like because like you watch it's funny like NBA draft it's like whoever gets the first three picks. Might have a chance, and everybody else is like, eh. like eh. nobody even watches. Right, it. right, exactly. <laughs> you're not even gonna yeah, make that, a team. No, that's what if I mean. you're the fourth that's pick I mean. in the right. NBA draft, that's right? Which true. is kind of crazy, man. But you know, I, just getting back to the Saints, I want to say that like we, we, it's funny. This happens all the time too. Is that 
Obviously, our biggest problem has been defense. It has been in the entire Sean Payton era, period. It's been defense. It's the reason why we got fucked. Uh, like, as soon as our defense was good, a little bit, we won the Super Bowl. Then we got fucked with the bounty super gate. bounty gate bullshit. And then our defense has never been the same again. Our drafting on defense has been atrocious. And uh, so suddenly, finally, I get a little bit of vibe this year that we, we're starting to feel on offense and defense like the 2011 season, yeah. which when we had the greatest offense of all time that anybody has ever seen. And I think I th- the thing that I think is going to be And then the our key. defense is like like our linebacker, these linebackers, talking about getting people off the trash heap, yes, are that's flying exactly all the, over the field. To me, that's the, the difference. Right. It's like this like great white hope guy with the long hair. What's his name? He's, a, he's like the fourth round guy. He's like hustling. And then you got Tao, Tayo, yeah, whatever, man, man, yeah. Tayo. With, with his his yeah. fake girlfriend. Like he's like, <laughs> like it finally feels like More he got out of from that. that Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> finally got out of that sort of shadow. And then uh, who else is Richardson? I think maybe is the other. Oh, he's good. And, and then, then I he feel got like the, our line is has is just getting better and better. What what you were saying about uh, Boogie is one of the, I remember they, there was an interview with Cam Jordan. I guess it was like maybe two years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, I see that. And 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 they were like, "Are you a vocal leader?" And he's like, "I just do my job." And but now, he's now it seems like, and that's the other thing that sucks is with, um, is they were uh, gonna hire. Will Smith to be an assistant defensive Shit. line coach. Rest in peace. And if yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things that was going to happen that year. And he is like if you watch like the NFL films like Road to the Super Bowl or whatever it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see how much uh Vilma and and um and Cam Jordan, I mean not Cam, not Cam Jordan, uh, Will Smith was in there. Yeah. You know, and Fujita obviously and, Fujita, yeah. and like those guys yeah, were all yeah. like the sound, and I of, feel, the sound of FX is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I feel like uh Teo and, and all of those guys are like they seem like they're more like engaged. Enga- you know who else yeah. is turning out to be a leader is uh Vaccaro. Yes. Yeah, he's finally becoming like a, more of an adult figure. Yeah. Because now he's the veteran, and it looks like they're going to have to have two rookies starting. And and look, here's the thing. The one thing that worries me is this: is that of all the things you can say, like we know that our defensive line has been uh, has been it was horrible two years ago. It got significantly better last year. Our linebacker play got a little bit better last year. It was still. Our secondary of all things, which is where for the last three years people have said like we've shored it up and we got Delvin Bro and we got this person yeah. and that person and it all fell apart. Wait, but go back to I don't uh, I don't think we had this conversation on the podcast, but you brought it up at one point about how the uh, medical staff. You had read an article about the medical staff. They of the fired States. two doctors. Yes, you right. saw that finally. But that yeah. was we had this conversation maybe like three years I ago. Fire I know, all, man. I know because we were talking about how the the ESPN allocated a sports writer dedicated to the Pelicans here in New Orleans, and one of the first things that that guy wrote was how weird, having gone around and looked at all these other teams nationally and having arrived in New Orleans, how weird the Benson Sports franchises conducted. Their uh, their medical rehabilitation uh, yeah. program, and and even their training program. And I they, think they because had the best they had f- facilities, super sophisticated facilities, staff. with nobody to run. Them. It sounds like Bros. They put a plate in Bros. Femur, and then it wasn't big enough, dude. And it recracked, dude. Yeah, 
That's what oh, it sounds shit. like. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they could but have it, fixed it last year. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. Uh, no, I mean, it was it other was, things. No, no, no. But here's, here's the, here was the thing that I read that, that the straw that broke the camel's back was that it was two different doctors on staff that failed to diagnose that. And it's like, come on. you know, We've had this injury problem for a long time. Everybody, and look, you pointed this out, and it's true, all right? That in in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns led the way with the medical staff, right. and they based their recruiting on that because they were like, you just as an athlete, you want to know that you're going to be like fucking. They resurrected taken, Grant Hill's career. You're going to get resurrected Shaquille O'Neal's career. You're going to get taken care of, you know. And like, and places that don't take care of you get a reputation for that as well. That's right. And like suddenly we're discovering that the Saints are one of these places where everybody's like, that medical staff, man. Like you're going to be <laughs> down an extra four weeks. Quincy no Pondexter's been hurt for three straight years. Three dog, years. And he's this still guy's on the been roster. Out. And exactly. still, you, those doctors are still working on him. Dude. Well, they fired two of them, thankfully. No, they fired them from the Saints. Jesus. They're still with the Pelicans. Well, that was the thing that we... Oh, oh. There's a God, lot of really? crossover. There's a lot of crossover. Well, because the, the, See, big, this well, is the biggest problem, issue man. is that they're... Like, this loyalty thing in the well, Benson operation. Well, Oshner is a, a sponsor. So I don't know if Oshner is giving free... I don't know if they're a sponsor in the sense of that they're giving away free medical care yeah. or that they're giving funds. But like when you see a post-game... It's the press conference, Ashner is the logo. I don't give a shit. No, you but they you kick that shit in the that, dick, like, man. They had one of these dudes, like, I mean, Miami, the Miami Heat's another one of those organizations, like the Suns, that have this reputation for revitalizing careers. Yeah. And we got one of those dudes from either Phoenix or Miami or whatever, and he came on board, but his bosses were all idiots. And he's quoted in that article by Justin Verrier, where he's just like, that you were referring to, where he's just like, these dudes don't know what the fuck's going on, man. Like, I'm... I don't know how to do my job if my bosses don't yeah. like embrace the technology, like you know, or, or the medical yeah. science. They don't use data. I, I'm pretty sure I like can figure out if a guy's femur's broken. I think I could too. It's just an yeah. X-ray. Punch him in his. Apparently, it hurts. Apparently, it's really bad. So, what are y'all? Hey, what's y'all's predictions for the year? Is it is it too early to give predictions for like? I'm, I'm optimistic. I think Saints are going to have a winning six. season. I think it's yeah. ten and six. I, I yeah. couldn't give one. I don't know y'all's schedule. I think it's twelve and four. Super Bowl. It's funny. Well, it, <laughs> wow. That well, the is thing optimistic. That's, the thing that's crazy is that the thing that's happening in the preseason is that they're stuffing the run. Now, they have 16 sacks in three three preseason games, which is it's great. But I'm assuming that gets cut down by a third like, exactly. throughout yeah. the season. But they're clogging up the middle. But, but you know, it's like people are saying, oh, well, it's just preseason. I'm like, well, at least they're doing it. Like, exactly. Sure, sure. They should be doing like they yeah. should, you know. But but specifically, what's happening is is that no one's running the ball on them, right? And so that you know, in the trenches, they they got what's going on, and, and then Vaccaro's flying around, all the linebackers flying around, so they're not these running backs aren't getting to the second. But again, the problem was not even necessarily that. Like like the Saints were so bad in the secondary that we became a team that could actually be beat just with the pass. Right. And Atlanta proved that. Well, like if they're like, we don't even have to run the ball to, against to, these guys. To me, we were seven and nine. Two games were lost by uh, field, I know. field by goals. extra I know. points. I know. You flip those, right? I know. So that's nine and seven. I know. And then you know what I mean? Like I did that one fucking turnover it, too. And, I'm, I'm just. No, right. Exactly. It was. I think it was like four or five games that were yeah. uh, we lost by a combination of six points. Exactly. You flip one of those, we're ten and we're ten and seven. No, so, exactly. So look, it, this, but, this is all I'm saying. If that defense gets better by ten notches. Yeah. It doesn't have to get any better than that. We're in the playoffs, man. That's Twelve and four. We're, we're even in the hunt, you know, because the offense—it's just that. I mean, I don't know, think there's a team in the NFC good. that's better than us. The NFC? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can think of, well, a couple. We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> but you know what'll be funny? That's it'll, what's great about football. Is you just, I, I, I can't. Mean, you just I want, a, I want such a big. It's such a big question mark about whether Dak Prescott is going to do what he did in his That's first season. That's not a question mark. Dak's going to be fine. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. All right. Like, I, he's looked great the whole preseason. Why are we talking about Dallas Cowboy football? Because he I mean, loves the Dallas No, Cowboy. I know that. But, but why are you allowing him to have any time with us? Thank you. Well, I was <laughs> going to say, I think the Packers are still better than Folks, the Folks, where are we at on time? We're probably oh, you think the Packers are? Yeah. Yeah. We're at about an hour right now, but that's all right. Oh, that's I'm great. Cool with it. Yeah. The, uh, and then I think y'all's division is really up in the air. In all honesty, I mean, I guess everybody. The would Bucks say have right a good now. shot as any as uh, a good a shot as people anyone are going to say that the Bucks are on the rise. They, no. they look have you good been watching at the end of last year? And then the, the Panthers HBO are still show? one year uh, removed from the Super Bowl. How is it? And then yeah, but the Falcons problem, I think are going to take a step back. With the that problem is the Panthers. The Panthers' defense went in the tank. The reason why they went they they went to the Super Bowl that year was because of their defense. I mean, I hate to say it. Everybody's well, like, Cam, Cam Newton was MVP, too. His, I mean, he was really I, fucking great that season. Oh, man. This is, this is the deal. Their so, defense was great. I, I, think, I think the NFC South follows the tradition, like, like trends. So we have, remember, it was like. There's a lot every, of worst to first. Well, worst to first for however many years. Right. And now, we, we, in the last two years, has been a. Were uh, we the worst last year? No. The Bucks were. The Bucks right? were the worst. Yeah, yeah. But, you the know. trend's over, though. That trend's done. Yeah, that got broken. But but uh, now we have this. Uh, you know, Carolina went to the Super Bowl and lost. Atlanta went to the Super Wait, Bowl. We Wait, we finished no, the second Panthers. place. No, the Bucks were ahead of y'all. The Panthers were. In yeah, last the Panthers last were in last. Oh, place. Were in third. Yeah. Gotcha. Panthers were in. Last. Regardless, yeah, that's right. That's right. They, first or worst. There's, yeah, anu- there's another NFC South team that needs to go to the Super Bowl this year, and that's I think right. that it's probably us. Because I, I don't know. Have, have, have any of you guys watched uh, Hard Knocks this year? No, who they who they focus the bucks? It's, it's Tampa. Tampa. But I mean, I, oh, so they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're done. But right. but I will say, uh, and everyone's um, getting fired like by week six. I, you know, I, I I like I like the guy. I like the quarterback, the Jameis Winston. I you like did? him. He's a, he's such a good guy. And he and you know what else? Well, I mean, for a rapist. For a rapist, he's a great guy. Yeah. Oh well, my god. Okay. For a if, it just, sexual it, abuser. Well, he he just seems like a really nice guy. I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about his his allegations or whatever's going on. But no, nah, he rapes some people. But okay, okay. But he also seems like he's like a good locker room guy. He seems like a fun guy to hang out with. I don't know. Like, I'd love to go to Whole Foods and steal some lobsters with him. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to hang out with him on the sideline when he can't play because he's done like all kinds of bad shit. And when he's in college and he's wearing like seriously, man, like he can't even look like a professional. Anyway, in college, can all right. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to watch the hard Let's let's talk about. uh, I think his people do change. His smile kind of scares me. Like it seems kind of fake because when you hear the shit that he does, it's like. It's like I don't. That's not real nice, man. You know, like I mean, obviously, rape is not nice yeah, yeah. in any way. You know, and when you hear the way that it happened for the girl, that's horrible. It's not part of the good life. It, it was, was not <laughs> a polite raping. No, no, not not in not in any way. Um, so, like to me, like he he, it's like he seems psychopathic and weird. But 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 I want to know this: who who in the NFL, like if you could pick somebody out, and you're just like. I could hang out with that. You know, I could invite that. Favre. Favre. I would. Favre would be great to I, go to a barbecue. Yes. Because you know he'd be hammered. <laughs> and he's a, like, he's like telling like he'd crazy be an stories. Would be hammered though. You think so? Yeah, but it's like you an asshole that you like. 
it's like a, a guy that you'd want to party with. Like, I think it would be Michael Irvin because you know he'd have great blow. I think I was like Larry. I think I was Larry Fitzgerald. He just seems like a really nice guy. Exactly, that's what I mean. He's just like he's hey, super, like, super duper duper nice. No, guy. he's just like a good, good like guy. any of those dudes that like hung out with Tank from Tank and the Bangers. That's what. All right, hold on, hold on. Ricky right. Williams would also be okay. Way okay, out there okay, for yeah. Okay, maybe not the dude that goes to church every weekend. No, you know what I mean. Maybe somebody who like See, likes like Ricky that party, but he's not Irish goodbye. Just like where did Ricky go? It's like fuck, I don't know. He just. It's hard to figure out. You know, I don't know which one I would want. You know, classic Ricky. he's gone. Any football player that I would want to hang out with. You know, Zach Street would be fun. Yeah, the sh- he seems like a, he's another nice. You picking like these guys that like I don't know. I mean, he's a nice guy. I'm glad he's on the team or whatever. But so who do I want to roll with? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, let me think. Yeah, yeah, think about. I it. think I, th- I, 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 I'm thinking Brett Favre. I think Brett Favre would be badass. I think he gets good stories out of Ricky Jackson, probably. I think Brett Favre would roll into your crawfish boil and know how to peel crawfish. Oh, no, absolutely. He's only 45 minutes away. All right, exactly. Exactly. I think he would hit the table and he'd just be peeling stuff. See, like Peyton Manning would wind up doing, like, mooning chicks. I just feel like those guys are so, like, like they're going to be annoying. I feel like Eli Manning and Johnny Manziel really hit it off (laughs) one day. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. He's not in football anymore, is he? No, he ruined himself. No, but Eli Manning shouldn't be. You know what? You know. So I was in Destin, and Eli there's Manning a Dan, Danny be. Werfel Way. What? Danny Werfel Way. Yeah, Danny Werfel Way. There's a street named, a highway named after Danny Werfel in Destin, Florida. Everyone's He's not a guy I would want to party with, but. No. God, I'd have to think about it, man. There's so many, you know. Ben Roethlisberger. That's <laughs> now. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Speaking of rapists. Oh my god. Yeah. I, don't I mean know there's like one. there's I mean obviously there seems like there's a lot of good guys. I'm trying to think of uh yeah. I, can, I mean but I can think of like a thousand NBA guys I'd like to hang out with. That's but like who? Yeah. For an NBA? Yeah. Um I can think of a thousand Jamal Crawford. I'd hang out with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Clip your guy. Yeah, it's my boy. I think it uh, might be a kicker, you know, or punter. Somebody like long oh, snapper. The, Thomas Morrison. Thomas Morrison seems most, cool. Yeah. Thomas Morrison is cool. Yeah. Oh, man, he's cool. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this on the table What's right that? now. All right, we're gonna make it a thing on the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna get Justin Drescher to come on the podcast. Nice. All right. Nobody ever calls Justin Drescher. <laughs> Nobody ever says Justin See, Drescher. Come on our podcast. We need a long snapper. We need to talk to you. Oh, the long snapper. The long yeah. snapper, long man. Snapper. Dude. We're going to get in touch with Justin Drescher. We're going to get him on the podcast. I'll look into it. Y'all okay. might need a nicer table. We need to make this happen, man. The other thing, the little, known thing the little known thing about Justin Drescher is he's like our fifth, fifth string linebacker. Nice. Nice. Like if everything goes south with the linebackers, <laughs> Drescher's cool. got to go in. Well, who's our kicker? Wasn't it, isn't like Willie Sneed is like the punter? Sneed is our fourth string quarterback. Lance Moore used to be our like our third string punter. Yeah, that's what maybe I'm mixing mixing them up. Yeah, that's why like Sneed Slot is the guys. guy that you look at when they're like running the trick play because mm-hmm. he can toss the ball down. Exactly. Right. Or he can just kick it. Or he can kick it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Justin Drescher, man, come on, look it up. Come on, let's We're do gonna it. get in at touch the, with the, it. Speaking of which, at the Saints game, they had they had some kind of I guess it was like a United Way thing or something. I can't remember what it was, but they. For whatever reason, there was a bunch of uh, you know guys in suits talking, and uh, and they were kicking a 
they, there was a kick. It wasn't clear what they were doing because it looked like they were just giving a novelty check or something. And the guy did the straight kick. Oh, no, off the like, toe? Yeah, oh, yeah just yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Benny Ricardo. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, right. The fucking the Gary Anderson just running yeah. straight and kicking it. Yeah, he missed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He, he missed it, yeah. He missed no. it. <laughs> you know who I would party with? Morton Anderson. Yeah, I did. Oh, wait, I did. You told yeah. Story. That's right. I think you said that on the last podcast. Yep. Yeah. The last, last podcast time you were, yeah, you were here. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Morton Anderson would be. Yeah. A good Morton party. Anderson yeah. would be a good. Yeah. One. And he's that's like, it. hey, you got, you know, he's he's a guy that's got beer in the fridge. I just feel like you got to get into the kicker punter special teams arena to get with the really fun guys. I had beers with Drew you know Bledsoe I mean? once. Boring. As really? Shit. Yeah, it was boring. Because if you're like a jacked up dude. Who like who played football at a pretty high level, but you're like, ah, I'm never gonna be like, you know, one of the things. You always wind up on the special teams, you know. <laughs> That's what I mean? right. So that put takes a little bit of pressure off, so you don't have to be like a super douche. Yeah. But you're still making enough money, you know, like league minimum, that you're that you're like, hey, I can have a nice, pretty good party. Yeah. You know, I can afford a Maserati, you know, yeah. but I can't, you know, I can't get the Lamborghini. Somebody like maybe like Leroy Glover, he would be fun. Leroy yeah. Glover, that's good. You know I, mean? well, I don't he feel was, like being a uh, kicker would be the best if you can play till you're like 50 years old. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. And you can get on the all-time points list. So did we? Did did do you think? Did you see Morton Anderson's? Um, yeah, his, his 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 speech. Uh, yeah. He kind of gave uh, like kind of a. Like a jab at, at, at the, the Falcons. No, at the Falcons. Because okay. he does this whole thing about like New Orleans. I will always be a saint. He has like a quote of yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like that, and yeah, he yeah, talks yeah. about like loving the city. And then he just talks about how uh, the home the owner of Home Depot of how much he gave him a second chance. Like he doesn't mention Atlanta. He doesn't right. mention. He oh, never right. says I'm never. I'm always going to be a Falcon. Right. It's right. Like, like, like I was like I was kind of watching, waiting. I was like, is 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 this, is he going to go in as a saint? Because you know. Um, Willie Rolfe went in as a saint. Yeah. Ricky Jackson yeah. went in as a saint. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Ricky only played for, for 49ers, what, two years? But Rolfe went to a Kansas God City. Damn. Yeah, for like three or four years. Yeah. Got his ring, too, man. Lucky Doug. No, yeah, I'm glad for him. That's but he great. got his memory, he got it stolen, and like it was like this weird thing. It's something. Yeah. I, I saw that guy one time in a like I was in a bowels at a, I was working for NFL Films. And I was in a bowels at a the the right outside the locker room, and everybody gets kicked out of the locker room, and they do their thing, and then we were allowed to get back in. And I'm standing out there, and all of a sudden, off a cart, Ricky Jackson gets off, and he was just, you know, like when you were a kid. And people were like larger than life. Sure, it was like I'm an old ass guy, and I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, this guy's massive. He's <laughs> massive. He's yeah. huge, He's a gigantic guy. Yeah. Yeah. I had that moment with Kelly Trapuca. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So six <laughs> foot seven white dude, <laughs> right, with weird long hair. Nice. <laughs> As a young child, I was like, dude, Kelly Trapuca, bro, you got a lot of <laughs> chest hair. Just like coming out of the shirt, you know. All right, we're at a buck ten right now, so uh, we've gone like extra long. Yeah. You know? So we got any plugs? Yeah, we got any plugs? What's going on? Randy, you got any plugs? No. Spencer, you doing a mic a anywhere? Uh, nothing planned. I've been writing some new jokes, though, so I'm just gonna take a look at my schedule, and I'll let you know Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Okay. All right. You got Ego Jubilee? Ego Jubilee is going to be doing a residency at TBA in November every Monday. Nice. We got that. Uh, working on some new material. We've been uh, we've been at the Fountain Blue, practicing over there now. Yep. Uh, one of our members uh, decided that he didn't want to do it anymore, so we're down to six members right sure. now. We're a leaner, meaner, tighter machine, 
And uh, yeah, what, over what on Tulane and abroad, uh, our uh, sousaphone guy, man. Oh, on. damn! So like that. The yeah, he bowed out, man. So what yeah. happens? That's like that's well, like when the we do when we your... do when we do sousaphone gigs like marching band stuff, we got to get somebody to come in. Uh, but when we do our electrified stuff, we just go with electric bass. Damn, yeah. man! I know, I know. Well, you just got to change up. Yeah, you got to change man. up. Uh, Speaking of change, vote for Joel Jackson. Vote Joel Jackson. Yeah, that's he's going to fix the flood problem. Oh, also, let's fix all your shit. I got t shirts. <laughs> all you got to do is donate $35 at uh, votejoeljackson.com. There's a donate button that's secure and safe through PayPal, and I'll send you a t shirt. Uh, also, Jeff and Tracy's tour for The Cure, that's which right. we're doing October 20th, weekend of October 20th. We're going to ride the entire Natchez Trace from Nashville to Natchez, Mississippi. Check them out on Facebook, over eight right? days. Check it out on Facebook. It's up on Facebook right now. Jeff and Tracy's tour for the Cure. Five thousand dollars for Parkinson's. We're trying to get five thousand dollars for Parkinson's. That's what we're doing October twentieth. We're going to do. We the got whole shit thing. going on. That's right. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know. And uh, that's the dog days of summer, man. Ex- exactly. And look, uh, shout out to the people. Look, if you, uh, we joke a lot on the show. We're going to about a buck fifteen right now. But here's here's the truth of the matter: that uh, the people in Houston are going through hell right now. Whatever it that's is. Right. That happened uh, to create this. Whatever mistakes were made by political uh, leadership, and they are numerous over the years and compounded, and uh, and they got caught with their pants down as we did in 2005. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you this: that uh, it's going to be a long, tough road ahead. And uh, I wish everybody luck out there uh, who's uh, doing uh, who's doing search and rescue that can get those people because uh, it's the days. After the flooding that happens, right. when the real disaster begins to unfold, it's not the day that that flooding actually happens because it takes a long time to get the water out of the city. It's very difficult to get to people, and uh, people are overwhelmed. They're in the humidity. They're in the heat. It's just as hot and humid in Houston as it is in New Orleans, and there's uh, you know roughly five times as many people in the in the general in the metropolitan area, so or more, and. Uh, so we wish everybody the best out there, and pick your favorite, uh, pick your favorite charitable organization. Make a donation if you got the time, money, and effort. Uh, you know, get in a car, bus, van, plane, however it is that you can get out send there. Send supplies, whatever it is. Send supplies, whatever it is. Do not send creamed corn or canned French un- fried onions. Don't do okay. That. Don't reach into the back of your cupboard. Or your pantry. Go get some shit or from the Trader Joe's. Just get something get like a Campbell's chunky soup or something. I mean, something get some that's almonds. Deep. Get some almonds. Something that people can eat for crying out loud. Dude, I don't like those little onion. Things. Don't don't. I mean, you might like the onion yeah. things. You know what I mean? But like when you're starving, you know, whatever. And they I mean, stale. Though. Give give people some good shit that you got. Yeah. Um. And 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 make it worth it. And uh, keep the cream corn to yourself. You know, that that's my, that's my thing. Right there. Imagine how much cream corn uh, <laughs> our charitable organizations have to filter through the every year. Of the cream corn. Jesus, they have a fucking warehouse full of cream corn Dude. because everybody donates the cream corn. And the cream of mushroom soup. I mean, That's just leave that shit yeah, in your cupboard, I mean, bro. You can do something with cream Why of mushroom soup. Why would you even buy that in the first place? I know, but I mean, look, you know, it's bare bones nutrition. Like you take what you can get, and look. If they got MREs out there and they're giving away free water, I'm not saying that this dumbass president that we have is even going to be able to motivate anybody to do any kind of rescue. I'm going to say this. 
If you thought that your Texas identity was that you're on your own, it's not because of your Texas identity. It's because we got an idiot for a fucking president, and you are going to be on your own. So, you know, try to glean where the shit is and get up off your ass and go and get some water and whatever it is. Get the MREs because uh, they're full of, like, crack. It's not going to be easy with this guy, I can tell you that. Because MREs, man, you get jacked yeah. on this. You're not going to get any good information except like, amazing, it was unbelievable how much rain fell. He actually said, this is the most tremendous storm we've had. It's the most tremendous storm Under we've ever watch. had. Under my watch, we just had the most tremendous storm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, man, I hate that guy. All right, anyway, it's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Episode 69. See you next time. There's no exit music?